Welcome to the holiday edition of How to Speak Maintenance. My name is Jason Fine, and with me today is Casey Kuhn, VP with Madera Companies. Hey, Casey. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. And then, as always, is Becca Ramadi from TAAEF. Hey, Becca. Hi, everyone. Well, I'm pumped up once again, as I always am on every one of these calls about what we're going to talk about. No better topic than being ready for the holidays. I remember the days when I was on site and the, the amount of work and stress that our maintenance teams felt being prepared for the holiday foot traffic and festivities. So, you know, this is a, a great opportunity to discuss how office teams and maintenance teams can work together. So Casey, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about this. Me too. This is like, a, I feel like this is the one time a year we really have a chance to help our maintenance folks out more than ever. Speaking of the largest impacts, right? We'll just get right to the brass tacks of it all is, is packages. I, I'm sure that packages have always been one of your, your biggest struggles. So do you, you want to tell me about some of the things that you, your teams do at Madera to better prepare for packages and, and the influx of traffic? Absolutely. I think it's probably fair to say that packages now is everybody's least favorite topic, uh, especially since uh, COVID with everybody staying home and working from home more. It's just increased greater shopping online. Wow. So uh, we do a lot of things. Our portfolio is pretty diverse. So we do have a lot of assets that have package solutions in place, whether it's lockers or the rooms or the deliveries. But we also have a lot of properties that have nothing in place. And the office and maintenance staff is the package solution. Um, What we have, I feel like there's still a lot of extra to do. So packages for us, I think communications, number one, mm-hmm. I let the resident know. Um, now, we, we just took over an asset where they were actually, they had a locker system in place. And the resident didn't pick up the package within a certain number of days. They were getting a daily penalty wow. until they picked it up. Uh, one way to try to control your packages, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll kind of start on the, on the end with no solution. I think old school, 20 years ago on site, I was, we knew to write the, the apartment number on the package in a black marker real big and put it on the shelf. Well, we've had to amplify that a little bit over the years. So now it's having a shelf per building and having a shelf per floor and keeping it organized and having a larger room for it because you have so many more packages. It is, if I could add up the hours and a day that we spend digging for the package for 323. And you go back in that room and you just begin digging and digging. So if we take the time to organize it that way, it's quicker for us. It's more efficient for the resident to retrieve it and get out. But letting that resident know that it's in there is key. Am I just trusting that, you know, FedEx and the UPS, all of them, I'm not not knocking anybody, but am I trusting they put that note on the door or sent them the email or told them it was delivered? Sometimes they did and the resident missed it. Sometimes they might have failed to provide that notification. So us letting them know it's there is key. Around the holidays, we see so many more come in. And so I think it's pretty important to maybe offer a night where you stay open late Maybe you have a package night and we're going to be here an extra hour or two hours, stagger some end times for that, where they have a chance to come get it if their hours are the same as yours. Um, You know, flipping over to the package solution side, we run out of room 
So I know everybody that's listening right now that has a locker, it's like, is that a, it's not always a solution right now, these years, because they get full sometimes in the same day. Mm-hmm. Providers are just putting it in the floor half the time. So the best thing we could do is train our providers, right? And just like residents, if you feed them, they will love you. So cookies uh, go a go a long way. A little bribery. They'll remember that on their route. Yeah, yeah. Make the FedEx guy love you, and he'll make sure your residents get those notifications. But we've had to put in our processes now our checklist to go check those rooms. And I don't want to put that burden on any position. Certainly not maintenance. Here's another great way for for office to help their maintenance teams. But every two hours, we're checking those rooms, we're checking those closets, whatever it is, to make sure things are locked appropriately. Um, And we're rotating that. So the leasing person's going first, and then the manager takes the lunch shift, and the housekeeper takes the the two o'clock shift. I think that goes a long way to maintain them through the day before they just stack up and it's chaos. I have some of those package rooms these days, that solution, Mm -hmm. where I walked in last week and the floor was covered. So you couldn't even get to the shelf to find your package. I'm like, those poor residents, they're doing what I was talking about earlier, digging through that closet for hours, trying to find the package. It's not a solution, especially in these holiday times where, where packages are crazy. So we've got to get it in our normal checklist, spread the love of maintaining that and notifying that resident as quick as we can that it's there. My favorite is at Christmas, playing Santa loaded up before our, before our closures and delivering it, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to need this. So putting that out there to them, I, I think is pretty huge. Yeah, no, I, I like what you said, stay organized. Nothing worse than a resident coming down and saying, you know, do you have a package for me? And, and then you, you can't find it because it's buried or it's not organized properly. I think in one of our conversations, we were discussing, you know, if a package sits for a long time, you know, having the, you know, calling the resident and saying, hey, you have a package. It's been sitting here for quite a long time just to remind them. So, you know, maybe writing the date when it came in and maybe that might help out as well. So. Absolutely. And the worst is the the food deliveries. You know, you'll see a HelloFresh box in there. I don't care if that resident's been notified or not. I'm going to let them know they have fresh food sitting in the package locker or the package room. Uh, pretty time sensitive stuff. Yeah. If you're not going to eat that Harry and David package, then I might have to. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it is fair. I, oh, I noticed know. on, um, you know, some of ours, we didn't have a budget to maybe get a locker or a solution. And so we were doing the old school, the traditional way of, of storing them in our closets mm-hmm. at, at a trade show. I was talking to a supplier who was our answering service at the time. And they shared with me, you know, we offer that now. I think everybody realizes packages are kind of a nightmare for us. And it was a nominal fee where uh, our associates had an app on their phone. And when the package came in, they just took a quick picture. It logged it all and sent the residents text that they had a package waiting. Um, Since then, I've used a couple other answering services. And it seems like all of them are offering that to you. So there's another potential solution to look at just in time for the holidays if you don't have a big budget. And what a nice benefit for the resident to know that that package is there, that's something they don't have to be waiting for. And what a nice sort of extra touch that you're you're having with them that makes their life a little easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I remember there was a, a couple buildings that I worked at in the past and they had building link 
uh, I think there was a screen or something by the package room and you could see which apartments had packages. It was, you know, to, to know that there's technology that out there that can help you better communicate with the residents and make sure they know that there's a package that, you know, definitely is a, is a good investment. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with the increase in gatherings, our teams run also run the risk of increased service requests and emergency related calls, such as stoves and bridges and sewer drains. So, you know, what sort of steps have you taken uh, in the past to help prepare your residents or prepare your maintenance teams for these requests and prepare your residents, right? Yeah, I think we're uh, preparing our maintenance folks by preparing our residents. <laughs> Accurate. I think that is key. Here again, where our, where office can really try to save some hours for our hard work and maintenance teams. Um, you know, I've, I've been in the business about 20 years and a couple of years ago, I would have told you a newsletter is starting to get outdated. Uh, I completely disagree, though, with maintenance, maintenance world. We still send out uh, maintenance tips and we throughout the year. But I find it so necessary to increase that uh, in the winter months. And some of them are short and simple. Um, uh, some of them are, are garbage disposal tips. Maybe that's all it is that, that week or that month, whatever your frequency is. I suggest multiple times a month. <laughs> um, I've had a property before. It was a, a 70s property, over 600 units, major garbage disposal issues, it's just plumbing issues in general. And that manager actually made graphics. And it's this stuff can go down your disposal. This stuff cannot and had photos of it. And, and she had a lot of first time runners there. And so we were at, up, you know, that was an uphill battle, educating them on how to use those. It was their first time in a home and just old plumbing. So I think the over communication on how to operate things is key. Uh, even on that same topic, you know, don't put grease down your disposal. We're used to saying that and putting that in newsletters. But maybe we take it a step further. Do they know where to put it? Does the first know what to do with that? So maybe it's, hey, don't put that down your disposal. We suggest putting a glass by your sink and pouring it in that until it hardens and then dispose. Um, I think that over education and over communication will go a long way for our maintenance folks and their service calls. I always worry about after hours calls during the holidays. That's the worst. I, you know, everybody's using their uh, their heater, it seems like, for Thanksgiving and, and Christmas for the majority of our state. Uh, everybody is certainly using their appliances. Some of them, I'm not judging, but it might be their first time to use their oven this year. <laughs> you know, they're not going to Uber Eats Thanksgiving. And so educating them in advance to check it out, to test it, maybe two weeks before Thanksgiving, a little late this time, but before Christmas, Asking them, will you check it? We, you know, will you cook something? Will you make sure your burners turned on? We'll save a lot of calls. You'll get them prior to the holiday, which will save our maintenance folks uh, some on call time. So I think agreed. I like. Yeah, I think that's where it starts. I love the the thought of letting the residents know, try it out beforehand, so then that yeah. way we have plenty of time during business hours to be able to come and fix it for you. Worst thing is you're trying to cook a turkey and your oven doesn't work. The day of Thanksgiving, you got 20 people at your house. Yep. And then even when on-call comes and saves the day, that resident's still upset. I mean, that's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> One of the things that I always like to bring up is electrical fires and grease fires as well. I mean, there's nothing worse than displacing yourself and your surrounding neighbors on, on during Christmas Day or during, you know, during the holidays in general, right? So, you know, sending out a notice, 
uh, via the email or you know via a, a message up in the in the trash room or in the mail room, something that says, "Hey, check your cords for a phrase in the in the insulation. Make sure that you're not overloading your circuits." Like those are the things that are, are going to be great. And and you were saying that you have some properties without sprinkler systems. You were talking about another notice, right? Oh yeah, I mean it, fire extinguishers. So you know some of your your vintage deals and and some of your garden styles they don't have those. So you have fire extinguishers. Uh, I think the majority of municipalities now require whether they're inside the unit. A lot are going to be shared out in the breezeway within so many feet of each door. Are they still there? Have they been discharged? Uh, I hope they're up to date, right? Right. Um, but this is a great time to go ahead and be proactive because this is the time they're going to get used the most. You want to make sure they're they're readily on hand. In regards to checking them inside, you know, you might not have the time to inspect every unit um, right as heater calls and things of that nature are coming in. But that's just another communication piece. And we all know our demographics. Should we text them? Should we email? Are we sending a flyer? Um, you know, whatever the case may be, now would be the time to to go ahead and ask them to check that for you as well. Oh, I think that's great. You definitely have to make sure you're over communicating, like you said, and making sure that you're communicating the way that they want to be communicated with as well. So uh, I, I have had instances where we sent out email communication and uh, there was residents that it was going to their spam folder. So knowing that Knowing that, knowing that you have to be able to have multi-forms, multiple forms of communication, that's that's going to help get the message out. So we have some that do both. I know it's just funny you say that you're speaking of spam. We have some that we're so nervous about that, especially after a new acquisition. That uh, maybe it's a demographic that wants the email. We're going to blast that email, but then we might even shoot them a text that says, "Hey, we sent you some maintenance tips to your email. Let us know if you didn't get it. Check it. (laughs) Over communicate. Over communicate." Speaking of communication, I'm a big fan of communicating about trash removal and and figuring out what what you have to do to, you know, the residents are going to have to get rid of their their boxes from the holidays or for their trees. So, you know, with that increase in packages and food items, trash can be a challenge. So what sort of suggestions do you have to people out there that are listening that 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 aren't prepared and, and they've never been through a holiday season in property management? Sure. Well, if you've never been through it, buckle up because it's hot. <laughs> Trash is, it'll be like packages and our least favorite things to discuss. Um, I think there's a couple of fun things you could do to try to get ahead of it. Um, for one, if, if you're able to, uh, is to add, ask your hauler to pick up more those weeks. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, those weeks, you're going to have a lot more trash. So if your hauler is picking up three days a week, could you have them pick up five? Just those weeks, you know, hopefully not too big of an expense for you, uh, but save it from crowding your compactors uh, or blowing all over your grounds, you know, whatever the case may be at your location. Uh, Partnering up with your suppliers, that's another great way to get ahead of it. I know for us, our landscaper, we have a great relationship with, and he makes sure that for both of these holidays, he does a day with trailers per property. So even at Thanksgiving, he's going to help us do some bulk pickup because he has the trailers. Uh, at Christmas, I know Jason, you even mentioned about a tree drop-off day earlier. He does something similar for us where you can let your residents know, stage it all right here in this area between these hours, and we're going to have one of our supplier partners come pick it up. 
I have some municipalities uh, throughout my portfolio that has bulk trash days for just citizens of that zip code or that city. And so if your residents are able to utilize that service, communicating in advance, as a reminder, you know, the city of Fort Worth on November 27th will be offering bulk day. Here's the address. Here's the hours. Getting that information out there so they know, um, I think will really go a long way as well. Yeah, no, I being a maintenance employee myself and being on site, I remember those days coming back from the holidays and, and just finding a mound of trash, uh, you know, having hindsight now and being able to maybe go back and give myself some tips. I like the idea of the, the additional pickup right before the holidays and nothing worse than a resident living in their home and looking out the window and seeing the mounts of food, what is it? <laughs> Mount Vesuvius of trash outside yes. the parking lot. Wow. That yeah. was a one to say. <laughs> yeah. But you're so right. And, you know, tip for a manager, I think it's for poor maintenance folks and they know, you know, get some days off for Thanksgiving. Everybody's right. excited, well-deserved time with our families, but you know, Sunday night, most of them are already sweating. Like, oh, there's that many service requests, that tide of turns for move-ins, all the trash. Managers, show up with breakfast, soften the blow. <laughs> there you go. I always love breakfast. So, so I know that we've uh, discussed winter preparedness on other calls, but you know what? This is also a great time to just bring it up one more time. So, you know, making sure that your property is ready for the holidays. So, what sort of things do, do your teams do in preparedness for the, the cold weather, maybe during the holidays? Well, I think this year will be a, a first. Uh, this year will be my biggest preparation we've ever done. Um, I call it Snowvid. I guess it's a uh, winter storm Yuri uh, would be the proper term. But, you know, what did we learn from that? I, I think we all learned a lot. And mm-hmm. I just recently went ahead uh, to prepare for that. I looked up Farmer's Almanac and uh, was very disappointed to see that they were predicting another really bad cold cold spell for Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do we learn when that happens? Uh, I need more stock on water, couplings, uh, you know, random things, batteries, flashlights, maybe even a generator, a snow rake. I've, I've never, I'm a Texan. I've never bought a snow rake. I bought some. Uh, yeah, we're pre- pre- uh, preparing and kind of some weird ways just from lessons learned. I would rather have a couple extra supplies on hand than go through that again, where not only do we not have it, but nobody can find it. So I, I think now would be the time to start prepping for that. If it's going to happen, a lot of that's going to be an, a nominal expense again. Um, I mean, mops. What a, what a weird thing. I have properties that contract out their cleaning services. So they might have had a Swiffer in their office, but that's it. Well, and pipes burst. We needed something to, to clean that water up with. So we bought some mops this year, <laughs> things that you don't normally think about. So I think go back to lessons learned from last year and, and go ahead and get that order in now. That, that would go a long way. Definitely. Understand your building type. Understand where your risks are. And go minimize those risks. So if you have if you have a generator, make sure it's full fuel, right? Make sure that if you don't have generators and you have interior hallways and you have uh, the emergency backup lights, you know those things are only going to last maybe an hour at most. So uh, having flashlights if the power grid was to fail again, 
So understand your building and understand what weather is coming. It'd also be good to take a look at the temperatures over the next uh, week and make sure our heaters are on as well. So yeah, all good conversation. So there's there's another education piece that that education for your residents of uh, that first time you turn it on, it's gonna smell. That's my favorite annual make tip right there, Jason. <laughs> yes, I like that one. That's my heater is smoking. It is gonna catch fire. No, it's not. It's not. That's a great way to speak maintenance is for those answering the calls or answering the phone or interacting with residents to know that and to be able to tell them that this is just it's dust burning off or whatever the appropriate and proper terms are for that process. But that it's normal and it's not going to burn down your apartment, most likely. Absolutely. And speaking maintenance, you know, to help our maintenance folks out in the summer, you get a call, you get an emergency call in the office and it's a pipe just burst and it's flooding my bathroom. Well, maybe they're in a large townhome unit that has over three bathrooms. Ask the question right then, which bathroom, which floor? So when our maintenance guys come in running with all their supplies, they're saving some time running right to the problem. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Little things we can do to help. Yeah. Speaking about helping our maintenance employees, I think it's also important to make sure that we're treating the maintenance employees that are on call with with some respect or, or just making sure that they feel appreciated, right? I mean, it's it's hard to be on call alone, let alone being on call during the holidays and, and knowing that you might get paid. So I don't know if you have any ideas or tips for those yeah. listening uh, oh, yeah. what you can do to help your team, your maintenance teams. Those men and women deserve so much. I given up their holiday time. We're off. And I think for the most part in the office, we actually get to check out. We might have a couple emergencies here and there, but we know our maintenance teams are not getting to, to just take off. So um, preparing in advance, making sure you know who's on call for what holiday well in advance so those folks can plan is, I think, where you start. Yeah. Um, maybe you can even get creative. Uh, you never want, you want to try to rotate the holidays as much as you can and not have the same individual taking multiple holidays. If you have a smaller team, um, maybe you have a sister property nearby that you could even partner up with where they could share call for different holidays. Just trying to find a way to minimize that and then give them some recognition for it. You know, I've worked for places where we uh, we might even give them the next day off. If you're taking call through Thanksgiving, we're going to give you Monday off so you can actually have a day's break after you take all these calls through the holidays trying to find creative ways. Maybe maybe they get a half day. Uh, maybe they get a gift. They deserve recognition there for, for taking care of our folks and taking care of our properties when, when we're eating turkey. I think it's important. I think that it, outlining the schedule, like you said, well in advance, so everybody knows which holidays they, uh, they're, they're going to be on call for. It's important. So, so many uh, people I mean, travel at the holiday. I think it's the worst. If you're like, surprise, you're, you know, you tell them this week, you're all for Christmas. They're like, what? I was going to Minnesota or, you know, wherever. Nope. Yeah. yeah right. Next. Can you find someone else? <laughs> Casey, thank you so much. So much great information there as well. And launching in January, uh, the Be The Next Room To Grow Ambassador video challenge is back. This is where we collect stories from people who have found multifamily and as their career and love it. We want them to share why they love it and so that we can help others find multifamily as well. 
Last year, we um, focused on our maintenance teams and we got to hear Robert Hills was our winner from Camden. Great story of, you know, sort of his experience through COVID and the and SNOVID. Um, but this year, we're going to take a little different twist. This year, we're looking for newcomers to the industry. So these are people with five years or less experience. This is in any capacity in multifamily. So that's maintenance and leasing and corporate and our supplier partners as well. We want to hear your stories. Um, we're going to be sub taking applications or video submissions from January 6th through the 24th. And then finalists, we'll have five finalists who will be announced on February 6th and voting will go through the 16th and then we'll get our winner. So in addition to the winner getting a video professionally produced about their story, um, great recognition for their company and their local association. They'll all, the winner will also get um, a conference registration to the TA1 conference and hotel for the conference as well and many other perks. Um, so please share this widely, follow, follow along on social media to learn more. And coming in December, there'll be information on taaef.org as well. Merry and happy everything. And we'll see you in 2022. Casey, thank you so much for joining. I uh, I thank really you. appreciated our conversation. It was good to hear your story. So I was honored. Thank y'all. Y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks.